session with Dr. Farid Holaku. Good afternoon and welcome to In Session. I'm your host, Dr. Fadir Halakwi, and I'll be with you for the next two hours here on Radio Hamra. Studio number to call in, 310-441-0555. But today is going to be a special edition of the show as I'm being joined by a few guests who I will introduce to you throughout the show. And they're here to promote a musical uh, that will be first airing here in Los Angeles on November 18th, Monday at 8.30 p.m. called Hashtag America. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, I hope you will check that out. Tickets are available on hashtag americamusical.com. Um, so if you're in that area, again, that's Monday, November 18th at 8.30 p.m. And we are very lucky to be joined by one of the uh, directors and co-producers and also some of the stars and writers of the music and musical. And so first, I'm going to bring on one of the directors, Shidan Majidi, who I've actually had the pleasure of knowing for quite some time. He's good friends with my aunt, Azita. And so I uh, was very happy to hear about this project. And actually, if you were on my social media, you would see his documentary, Me, The Other, which I posted a poster for, which aired in, in Los Angeles. I think it was October 24th there was a screening. Um, but he's involved in lots of very interesting projects, including this musical, uh, Hashtag America, which I will... Uh, bring him on in a second first wanted to tell you a little bit about him so Shidan Majidi has been working on Broadway for most of his career the past couple of decades he has worked on some of the world's most beloved musicals including Cats, Les Miserables, Miss Saigon and The Phantom of the Opera he's also worked on the Academy winning film for the musical Les Miserables he was the associate director of the North American tour of Miss Saigon and he recently created the documentary film Me, The Other, which I was just talking about, which is about the lives of 12 students from very diverse backgrounds living in Michigan. The film has won the Buddha International Film Festival and Docs Without Borders Film Festival. He is currently in Los Angeles as a co-producer and co-director of Hashtag America for a presentation of this exciting new musical that will be introduced as a concert on Monday, November 18th at 8.30 at the Catalina Jazz Club in Hollywood. Shiranjan, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much. What an honor and great pleasure to be here. Well, I'm so happy to have you on today to talk about this exciting project um, and very excited to have Anthony and Jennifer, who I'll introduce onto the show later on. But maybe you can start us off talking about what made you want to be involved with this project and, and what it is as we tell the listeners a bit about what Hashtag America really is. Yeah, just to connect the dots, um, Jen, who is going to be introduced shortly, and I worked together on Miss Saigon. And through Jen, I met her fiancé and soon-to-be husband, <laughs> Anthony Federoff, former American Idol finalist. Um, so I've been friends with them for over a decade, and um, they recently, about three, four months ago, had a concert version of Hashtag America in New York City. Mm -hmm. I was very honored to have been invited to the rehearsals and um, it was at the rehearsal, and having just done Me the Other, um, which really explores um, issues of um, our humanity and not um, what divides us, but what sort of connects us as a human race. Um, and seeing, um, being at the rehearsal of Hashtag America, I felt that the themes um, 
were so similar in terms of what me, the other, was trying to accomplish and what Hashtag was trying to accomplish. And that as artists, I felt like this sense of urgency that we all felt um, in terms of where are we at as a human race Mm -hmm. and where do we intend to go and how can we make the connections so that we start bridging the gaps and hashtag through music um, really allowed me to find the connections you know, not just intellectually, but emotionally. Um, music has that power, and it's this universal language that makes those connections. And Anthony is so brilliant, so talented, and the cast that we have is just, you know, Broadway stars. We're very lucky to have them here in Los Angeles. So when um, David Armstrong, who we miss, he's not here right now. He's coming to L.A. next week for rehearsals. But David, who is a former artistic director of Seattle's Fifth Avenue Theater, a, a very prolific um, regional theater company um, in the States. Um, at the rehearsal, I was really honored that David um, asked me to join the team as co-producer and co-director. And um, I think what I brought uh, was the, the sense of how can we tell the stories um, in addition to the songs. Traditionally on a Broadway musical, we have what we call a book that takes the audience on a journey um, of the story. And we kind of agreed upon the fact that maybe we should have a documentary that accompanies the musical Mm. and allows people to make the connections through personal storytelling. So not only are we going to hear the personal stories of our very diverse guests, but also we have this other element, which is a screen, um, which will tell the stories of Americans, um, the general public. So as the uh, show tours around the country... Um, we will also have a camera that goes to these different parts in America, and we get to hear stories about local people. Who are Americans? You know, how, what is our makeup um, as, as um, citizens of this country? What connects us? What divides us? Mm-hmm. What do we feel about these issues that are uh, seemingly um, setting us apart just through fear, through stereotypes? And how can we through listening to each other's stories, mm-hmm. make the connections so that we will build the new America that we're living, that yeah. we're hoping to present for the next generation. Mm-hmm. And this is what Hashtag America does. It's, it's a hopeful musical that is about connecting hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, what you said, you said what's dividing us, and unfortunately almost everything is dividing us now. It's hard to have a conversation about almost anything without it becoming divisive and people taking sides and labels and hurling insults at each other. And that's something that I found interesting when you were telling me a bit about this project is that it's trying to create conversations, create discourse, and also getting to talk uh, with Anthony and Jennifer before we came on the air today as well, that that's what we want more of and realizing that it's also about empathy and understanding one another rather than judging each other. And so going around and telling people stories that's a lot of what my show tries to be about as well. That's another connecting piece here is that people call in and they share their stories. And I'm very grateful when people do. And today's edition of the show is a little bit different because I get to be joined by you guys, but people share their stories about what they're going through and people can relate to it. And even if they don't relate to it exactly, they can connect with the pain in some way. And all of that, you know, makes us more connected rather than divided. And so uh, I think it's great that you guys are doing a project that is about bringing about awareness but not just awareness about some issues, but overall making us more aware of each other. And I think that's really cool to have that mindset 
for a project. And even the, the title itself, Hashtag America, I think it's it's very interesting because we see a lot of people online talking about different social issues, which is great, and that can have uh, a certain impact. But until we start translating those you know, posts and, you know, tweets into action, we won't get very far. And so we need to make sure we do that. So um, I'm very happy to have you on to talk about this project. And, you know, if you can tell us what made you, what was the, what was it that grabbed you that said, I want to be a part of this? Was there anything that sparked that interest really strongly that said, I want to be involved with this project? Yeah, I mean, beside the obvious talent that's involved sure. and the great music um, that I can't wait for the audience yes. to hear, mm-hmm. um, I think there's an urgency in the times that we live in, and I think it's up to every individual to look at this as an opportunity where we really are at a moment, uh, to quote a song from the show, um, Sing SOS, we're at a moment of emergency, mm-hmm. not only in the country, but on our planet. This is a time when we need to really pause and reflect and understand that we've been so consumed by, I think, all the wrong definitions of the meaning of life. For me, the purpose of life is to understand um, what's deeper inside each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally like to call that place the soul or the spirit. And I think as an artist right now, I'm committed to um, taking taking audiences uh, to a journey that goes beyond the surface, beyond the material, beyond the physical, beyond the labels, beyond the stereotypes, and opening up a channel inside people's hearts and inside people's souls. And if you really take a moment and go and reflect inwards, you will find that in that world there is no color, there's no race, there's no religion, there's no gender, there's no sexuality, there's no physical sort of appearance. There's no materialism. Mm -hmm. It's a world of compassion. It's a world of reaching to your higher self and understanding the higher values um, and inspirations uh, for life. And when you reach that place of compassion for your fellow human beings, that's when really we become human beings and we become beings that hopefully we'll set aside our prejudices and make connections that transcend divisions. Mm -hmm. It's a place where children are at. And I really want to take people to that place of innocence and childlike behavior um, without censorship, without barriers and borders and divisions. And for me, Anthony Fedorov represented exactly that. Mm -hmm. Um, And his heart and his soul speaks loudly through his art and for me that was just a point of absolute attraction and Mm. i felt very aligned with this vision nice and i'm looking forward to bringing uh, anthony on and probably the next segment i'm looking at the time to talk about what what inspired him and what he's created and helped create i know with with the help of others which is really inspiring but you know hearing you talk it's interesting looking at that connecting to something deeper in the inner humanity and not thinking about these labels. And I kind of see this process we're in where because everyone is not being treated equally as human, first we have to talk about all the labels to make sure everyone gets included on this journey, that all humans are equal, whatever your race, ethnicity, sexuality, gender, whatever that is. And then once we get to that point, I hope we get to a place where those things will have less meaning 
right now they have to have meaning because we're dividing using those things. But it's like, you know, if I was going to meet one of your friends and you, I wouldn't say, wait, does he have brown eyes or blue eyes? Like, I just wouldn't care about that. Right? right. But unfortunately, there's all these things that we care too much about, like race and sexuality and things. And so until we see that inner humanity and connect and value everyone equally, I think we'll have to talk about some of these issues and talk about the labels and things. I'll talk about on my show how I don't want there to have to be a like Black History Month because I want it to be so part of American history that it won't have to be a separate month or a woman's day because men and women will be treated so equally that we won't have to have a separate day to make sure. It's almost like we're remembering we're still not equal yet, mm. which, you know, it's good that we're going towards that, but I almost look for the day where we won't need that anymore. So I think it's great that, you know, the essence of this work is about getting people to see that inner humanity, that we are all equal. And also, as I was mentioning before, to not just stop at just thinking about it or tweeting about it, but taking action on these very important issues. And um, as I mentioned, after the break, we'll get to be joined by some of the stars of the show and also Anthony Fedorov, who uh, was instrumental in creating this whole project. And I'll let him talk about that. So we're talking about the musical Hashtag America. And again, if you're in the Los Angeles area, Monday, November 18th at 830 um, at the Catalina Jazz Club, you can go check that out. Again, I want to make sure I'm saying the website right, Hashtag AmericaMusical.com. That's where you can look for tickets. And even we might do a ticket giveaway later on in the show. So keep listening. Uh, you're listening to In Session with Dr. Fadi Jalakwi. I'll be right back. Welcome back. Again, it's a special edition of In Session. I'm joined by some of the uh, members of Hashtag America, Shidan Majidi, who is co-producer and co-director. And also who I'll be introducing next is Anthony Fedorov, who is the creator and writer. And also he's in the cast of Hashtag America, the musical. Before I bring him on, let me give you a little introduction about him. Anthony Fedorov rose to fame as the fourth place finalist on season four of American Idol. Since his debut on the popular talent competition, Anthony has reemerged as a rising singer, songwriter, and activist. He's a proud member of Broadcast Music Inc. and his song, uh, his song placements include Tet and Combo, King of Kings, co-written with producing partner and Grammy winner Jeeve Cornet in the short film The German King, I Begin Again, co-written with Grammy-winning songwriter Bill Grainer and recorded by Britain Got's Talent winner Jai McDowell, and Jump Into the Fire, which hit into the top 10 EDM songs in Europe in 2016. Anthony's music can also be heard on the Discovery Channel, National Geographic, and the TLC season finale of What Not to Wear. Anthony's latest concept album, Calling on You, co-produced with Grammy winner Jeeve Ducournay, was successfully funded from an inspired 2000 Kickstarter campaign. And this concept album celebrating diversity, acceptance, and social justice through music has served as the beginning ideas for a new musical experience, which we're talking about today, Hashtag America, a docu-musical. Anthony, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. And so we're going to talk a lot about the musical and Shidan gave us a little bit of an overview of that but talking to you before the show I was really inspired by your own personal story and I know that ties into the creation of Hashtag America so maybe we could talk a bit about you I was really amazed by your story and you're an immigrant yourself um, and uh, coming to America when you're I think nine years old from nine Russia. years old yeah 
And you also, we found out before the show, so when I was three years old, due to asthma, I had to get a tracheotomy, and I was in the ICU for 13 days, but you actually had a tracheotomy also, but much more intense, which you had to go through, and that's a big part of your personal story. So I'll kind of leave it to you to get us started, but to get to know you a little bit better and what you went through. Um, but tell tell the people a bit about you and your story uh, you know, in Russia, coming here, and also we'll tie into Hashtag America and what inspired you to write this. Well, I was born uh, in Russia. I was mm-hmm. actually born in Yalta originally, um, and it's a really, really beautiful place. Um, we came here when I was nine years old, and, you know, coming here for the first time was, was an experience that I'll never mm-hmm. forget. Mm-hmm. And even looking back now, you know, going back to what you were saying when I was a kid, I, um, I, I had a tracheotomy, an emergency tracheotomy that was performed when I was four months old because I could not speak uh, and I couldn't breathe. Actually, the doctor said that there's a good chance that I'll, you know, I'll end up never speaking. Mm. And not only did I ended up speaking, but I was actually um, the only one in the unit that I was in in the hospital uh, where where I was treated. You know, I was going back and forth and and relaying the messages to the nurses, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for the kids that couldn't speak and that that they you know they needed something. I was I was the guy for the job. Uh-huh. Um, so that's something that. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting because you said, uh, you know, when you say that, we talked about this before the show, too, kind of you were the voice for those vo- voiceless kids who couldn't tell the doctors what they needed. And you mentioned to me that that's kind of part of what's inspired you is to be the voice for the voiceless who can't speak, who are suffering in different ways and struggling in different ways, and who maybe don't have a voice and using your platform to speak for them and to speak up for them. Yes, yes, that's, yeah, that's something that it, it, when we were talking about it earlier that... I definitely see, uh, you know, hashtag America as a way to, yeah, really uh, bring representation to all those voices who feel underrepresented right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which unfortunately is a lot of Americans, yes. a lot of people. <laughs> um, and so yeah, it's it's pretty incredible that you were told that you maybe would never speak, and then you became a singer. I think that's a pretty incredible story. And just uh, you know, we're talking about humanity and the the um, kind of the resilience that people can show but I think it's very inspiring for people to hear that you you didn't know if you would get to talk but something in you had to come out and and you became a singer which I think is amazing yeah and you know it's a constant reminder for me that I'm I was literally put here for a reason and Mm -hmm. and I feel like I am fulfilling that reason right now Mm -hmm. you know I'm I'm a vessel and I feel like when my time on this planet is done Somebody else will get to do this. Uh, so I'm just trying to make the most out of my time while I'm alive here mm-hmm. and um, lead the kind of life that um, our son can be proud of. And I can also inspire our son, who's six years old, you know, lead by example. And, um, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, every time I see my scar, it, it just it reminds me of, of why I'm here and why mm-hmm. I feel like I was saved. Mm. Yeah, and for me, it's also the fragility of just human life, and you know, not taking it for granted, and yeah. then making the most of whatever you know days we're giving, whatever abilities we're given. I, I've Absolutely, read a lot of books on just injuries to the brain and things that happen, and then you see how intricate and complicated the brain is, and how luck, lucky we are to function because just some small things can go a little bit off, and you see huge unfortunate changes in people. So, yeah, that reminder of that fragility, and I think. That's also a reminder to try to take care of one another better absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So now you moved here at, at the age of nine, and you talked about this kind of feeling of, 
okay, the American dream and coming to America, this incredible place. And when I heard you say that, it reminded me of how a lot of times when we see something from far away, it can seem very beautiful. But when we get up close, we see that it's not exactly what we've idealized it to be. And mm -hmm. there's definitely some good there, but then you see some of the bad and the ugly as well. And I got the sense from you that that's part of what inspires you. I know it inspires me is that seeing America does have all these great ideals, but trying to live up to them even more, helping the country get to that place or to think about what's not there or, and then realizing not everyone gets an equal access to the American dream that we, we talk about. So I know you, you talked about this feeling of coming here when you were nine. And so what do you remember experiencing then and what do you now feel about the American dream or that America that you now see? Well, as I mentioned, you know, I I remember getting off the airplane for the first time when I was you know, nine years old, and we arrived to JFK, and you know, walking out of the airport for the first time, getting into that cab, and just smelling the air, and just just feeling this. I had this feeling of okay, we're free. We're we came to a place where anyone can be anything, make their dreams come true. Mm -hmm. And I was, of course, I was scared, I was nervous, but I was really excited, and I was hopeful for the future. And I and I think. Those are the ideals of what our country is supposed to be about. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a place where everybody comes from somewhere, and we're a melting pot of these different colors and backgrounds. And but this is a place where, theoretically, anyone can have an equal chance at the American dream. Mm -hmm. And what I find now, being 34 years old, being a father, and just kind of seeing the way our climate is. You know, it it really breaks my heart. And, and one of the things that, I, that I'm personally fighting for with this show is I'm fighting for that nine-year-old self mm -hmm. because the truth is, yes, there is the ideals of what our country is, but, that, but that's not what our reality is. That's not what our reality has been from the very foundation. Mm -hmm. You know, we cannot say that we are the leader of the free world while being founded on genocide and slavery. Mm -hmm. Those two things can't exist in the same sentence. So, uh, so with creating the show, I want to use this medium to open up these conversations and to continue to, you know, just reach out to people because it's important for us, all of us, to take ownership of the imperfections of what our country is because I think part of being an American, again, we're, if we're talking ideally, is to own the imperfections mm -hmm. because as humans we're imperfect and 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 we you know when we're putting out these messages worldwide that we are the leader of the free world part of that has to also come with but we have gone through some dark times and 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 we have to own those dark times mm -hmm. because from ownership and responsibility comes empathy understanding and any chance at real meaningful change that we can actually make going forward yeah and i think like you said it's uh on the national level or global level, it's the same as the individual level where recognizing our flaws is not a bad thing. But sometimes whether it's another person or ourselves, we think we have to just see it as perfect or good or to say, if you say anything negative about it, then that means you don't love it. Whereas actually when you truly love something, you want it to be as good as it can be, as strong as it can be, right? Absolutely, so yeah. just giving empty words of, oh, you're perfect, you're perfect, nothing's wrong with you, it might kind of feel nice in the moment, but you're going to let some things pass that actually are hurting the person or ways that they actually could be better. I mean, you're you're a singer, so I'm sure 
you had to go through periods where people gave you notes of like, how can you sing better, right? And so if someone just came to you and said, you're a perfect singer, you're a perfect singer, you're a perfect singer from day one, you wouldn't actually get to grow as an artist and as a singer, right? You had to get that feedback of, you know what, like this part's good, but if you do this, it'll actually be even better. And that person loved you more than the person that would have just said, you're perfect, you're great, nothing's wrong with you, you know? But sometimes we think if we, it's become unfortunate, I think part of like, you know, well, they call it patriotism, but maybe more nationalism that, if you love America, you can't say anything bad about it. Everything about America now or in the past even had to have been perfect and beautiful and great and the best country in the world and all that. Where it's actually for me, it's I, I love America, but because of that, I want to talk about what's not so good about it or who is suffering if we love all our people and all, I mean, not just Americans, but everyone in the world, but who's not getting, you know, a fair chance at life. And we have to talk about those things. So I think from what I've gathered, I'm, I'm really excited to hopefully get to see i was talking to you guys but maybe at least catch the end of the show on monday november 18th is seeing what you guys are talking about and bringing awareness to these issues which i think is is really great and also hearing you talk was interesting so you you grew up and you had this issue with the tracheotomy and first your vocal cords they told you maybe you can't talk then you came to america and then you didn't have the language to speak you know so it's interesting there's all these ways like you couldn't actually voice you know, what you were thinking or what you're feeling in different ways or told maybe you wouldn't be able to. And then now you're using your voice as best as you can to also give voice to others. Yeah. And and I think my journey also highlights one of the most amazing things about our country is that even though we are imperfect, there this is a place where you can come and, and, and have a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, I was, you know, I, I have the freedom to, to be able to at least talk about the kind of future that I want to build for my family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so if we focus on that and make sure that, that those opportunities are equal for everybody, then we can get a little bit closer to those ideals that, you know, I felt when I came here when I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's that's great. And I think um, I'm very excited to actually play some of the music from uh, the show. And actually, one of the first songs, and we're going to play it, I think, after the break might be a good time, uh, is you rewrote the words to the national anthem, which I think is really cool. And in recent years, the national anthem has become a big controversial topic because of Colin Kaepernick and the kneeling and is it honoring our veterans and all these types of things. And also that parts of the national anthem could have some racism that's left out of the the version we tend to hear. So it's an interesting topic, but you um, rewrote the words and sang it with a few of your uh, idol buddies. But maybe you could tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so when Colin Kaepernick started kneeling, you know, to bring attention to systemic racism, I um, I reached out to a friend of mine. He's also in the cast. His name is Kyle Carter. Kyle, if you're listening, shout out uh, to you. Um, so I, I reached out to Kyle and I, I said, hey, I'm, I'm working on this track. I have this title. Um, uh, hang on a second. We're talking about... I'm going to back up. The National I'm talking, Anthem. The yeah. National Anthem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to back up because there's another song that, okay. uh, talking about Colin, there's another song that we have on the right. show called This Is Why We Kneel. So mm-hmm. we'll get we'll get to that sure. in a minute. Regarding the uh, regarding Bless Our Home, so when, when Colin started kneeling, I, I asked myself this very simple question. If the anthem can be rewritten for today's and tomorrow's inclusive America that I want our son to grow up in, what would those words sound like? Mm-hmm. Because as you know, as you mentioned, the the third verse, the third missing verse that nobody sings, you know, talks about recapturing black slaves, you know, who went over to fight for the British, and you know, and Francis Scott Key, 
was a well-known racist and a bigot, and that is something that people don't really talk about. Mm -hmm. So when Colin started bringing these issues to light, it made me reevaluate, you know, what is it that I've been putting my hand over my heart for all, mm -hmm. all these years? So with this new version, and I'm not saying that this is going to be the new stars, you know, this is going to be the new version of, of the national anthem, but this was my attempt to use my platform, my artistic platform, to just try to get some answers mm -hmm. to these questions. What, what, what kind of a country are we trying to build? Who are we? Mm -hmm. And so the new title, is, and we actually opened the show uh, with this. It's a really, really uh, powerful moment because we have six people in the cast, all a cappella, uh, and the new title is called Bless Our Home. So when I rewrote the lyrics, I reached out to a few of my idol buddies, and um, I got to record a live. We just did, you know, did a live studio recording of it uh, with David Hernandez and uh, Tamira Gray, both of both of whom are good friends of mine and uh, idol alums. And I just posted it on YouTube, and um, I got to give a lot of credit to um, to Billboard uh, for giving us some love, and a shout out to Fred Brunson who um, who was able to, you know. Uh, pitch the story and, and be able to get us uh, this placement because it's important to talk about these issues. So, um, yeah, so that I feel like the show, when, when, I, when I brought this to, um, to my partner, Jen, which you guys will meet shortly, um, you know, she kind of, she said this would be really great in a theatrical context. And that's how the beginnings of, of the show mm -hmm. really took place. Yeah. And so we're actually at uh, another commercial break. And so I know you said the uh, musical starts with Bless Our Home, that the, the national anthem with the rewritten lyrics. And maybe we can start the next segment with that uh, song. And also uh, we will be joined later by co-conceiver and associate producer of Hashtag America, Jennifer Paz, uh, after the break. And we'll keep talking about this. And again, I wanted to mention... We will do a, a giveaway probably in the next few segments for tickets for the Monday, November 18th at 8.30 screening, or not screening, but um, a musical of, uh, I guess, how do you say that? The concert, I guess. Yeah, concert For the musical, a concert presentation. Um, if you're in the Los Angeles area, I know we're very lucky to have listeners around the world. So please, if you do call in for the tickets, be someone who can make it to the show. <laughs> We've had that come up before. Uh, but we're talking about Hashtag America. You're listening to In Session with Dr. Fatty Delac. We will be right back. Welcome back. Again, I am joined by the members of Hashtag America, the docu-musical, Shidan Majidi, who you got to hear from before, who is um, a co-director and co-producer. And also we spoke with Anthony Federoff. And Anthony, you uh, created and wrote this. And as we talked about before the break, uh, the national anthem, that was a big, in a way, turning point. That's the way I understood it in right, making this into a musical. Um, but we want to listen to that. But maybe you can tell us a bit more about that, that rewriting the words to the national anthem. Well, as I mentioned uh, in the previous segment, this was something that, you know, asking myself the question, what will our, you know, what kind of a country do I want our son to grow up in? So from that, I wanted to write a version that is about representation for all. Yeah. You know, and that nobody feels left out. Um, and, and I wanted to honor and, and pay tribute to, again, the ideals of, of what we're striving mm -hmm. for. And it was written with 
a sense of inclusion. It was a, with a sense of absolute respect and absolute love. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, this this uh, new title is called "Bless Our Home." Yeah. Why don't we listen to that? Standing proudly and strong, stand united as one. Every color and creed build a nation of hope. Time can never erase many truths we must face. We must learn, we can heal, show the world love is real. Honor all those brave souls who protect us from falls. Our flag is our bond. Bless our home. I just want to give a big yeah. shout out to David yes. Hernandez and to Myra Gray. I love you guys. They thank you for singing this. With yeah, and you can yeah. check out that video on YouTube yep. of you guys. It's like a live recording of it, basically, yeah. which is very cool. Um, yeah, and I think you know that's what the message of the hashtag America is about mm-hmm. is including everyone and also, but bless our home. And as we were talking about before the break, that it doesn't have to be that you don't love america you can love america and also want it to be better and make sure everyone gets included in that and speaking of including everyone we've had uh, jennifer here in the studio for quite some time and we haven't gotten to to bring her on yet but as i mentioned before jennifer pause is a co-conceiver and associate producer of hashtag america but she she's much more than that so let me introduce you to her now so jennifer has been working as a theater artist since 1992 as an actor jennifer's notable credits include miss saigon uh, Le Miserable, and David Henry Huang's Flower Drug Drum Song. Jennifer can currently be heard as the voice of Lapis Lazuli. I'm sure I said that wrong, even though I asked her before the show, who my cousin Roya is a big fan of the show, uh, Steven Universe, which is an uh, Emmy Award-winning animated cult series on the comic Cartoon Network. Steven Universe received the prestigious 2019 Peabody Award and 2019 Glad Media Award and is six-time total Emmy-nominated. She is featured in the newly released Steven Universe, the movie. Jennifer is co-founder of the VFC Project, Voices for Change, with Anthony Federoff, a grassroots community of artists serving to inspire empathetic conversations about our nation's fractured identity. The VFC Project has worked with Moms Demand Action, Los Angeles chapter on their Wear Orange National Gun Violence Awareness Campaign, featuring the original song Enough is Enough, which is one of the featured songs on the 
uh, what we're talking about today, the musical Hashtag America. Jennifer Paz, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed listening to you guys talk about the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jennifer has been here. It's kind of maybe... Uh, speaks to how you've been so involved with this project in general, and maybe sometimes your voice isn't always heard at the beginning, but um, you've been a big part of creating Hashtag American. Also, I should say thank you to both you and Anthony for being here today just a few days before your wedding. Mm. Yes, that's right. We're, dun, we're, saying, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we're saying I do this weekend, this Saturday in yeah, Seattle. Very so. excited. Yeah, she's on, we were at the coffee shop waiting. It's like, oh yeah, she just wanted to pick up her wedding dress. I was like, oh wow, okay. It, it, that's yeah, pretty intense. So we're yeah. doing that. You know, just a little, just a little thing. Yeah. yeah. Planning, what are you guys up to? planning oh, our nothing. nuptials and, you know, Putting producing this <laughs> musical about it's healing the idea. world. Yeah. You know, just uh <laughs> Just small things. Just small yeah. things. Which is, you know, and it's interesting. We've talked about the connection of different things. We might bring that up later, how even writing your vows when I was hearing Anthony talking about it was similar to some of the themes that come up even in, in creating this project. Right. Yeah. It's, it, you know, we were talking about how, you know, we've been together for 10 years. Yeah. So, uh, and we have a son together. We, you know, <laughs> he's mentioned our little six-year-old. Julian. And Julian. Hello. Shout out. You're, you should be in class right now. Um. <laughs> But we were just talking about earlier how we're sort of renegotiating our terms Mm, of our mm -hmm. relationship and, um, you know, how as, as a couple, you know, I can say I love you to him, but it's a daily practice, Mm -hmm. you know? And so writing these very specific vows, I was telling Shidan on the way here that our friend who's officiating, I, I, I sent her my vows and she she read them and she's like, no, these are too glib. Like, mm. let's let's really get down to the nitty gritty. Like, if you're uh-huh. going to stand there in front of us and tell us, you know, what's going to be different net, moving forward, really give us what that is. And mm. that, I really had to dig deep. Well, okay. And that meant acknowledging where we are imperfect mm. and to vow, okay, this is what I'm going to vow from, from this point on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in a lot of ways, our reevaluating of our relationship and taking these vows is kind of the theme of hashtag America and yeah. that we are acknowledging our imperfections. We are acknowledging how broken we are, um, in, in the foundation of this country. And, um, and also I, 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 I came to this from a point of view as a parent, as a mm-hmm. mom, you know, like like you said earlier, I I'm I'm a theater artist. You know, I'm an artist, and I part of my job is just sort of reflect the times. Um, but also, in a way, I I get afraid to talk about things, these really hard things. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we cannot talk about them anymore. Right. Yeah. And one of the the turning points for me was when we were five months pregnant with Julian back in twenty. 11 and I watched in horror the the Sandy Hook shooting mm. those elementary kids and I just remember caressing my five-month belly and thinking oh my gosh this this is what I'm bringing my child into mm. and I just became hyper aware of what this world is and and bringing a child into this and then of course everything that's that's been happening now it's just we are really at a point where let's sit down at the table and really just have real talk. Yeah. Um, 
So hashtag America. Hashtag Here America. We That's, are. And you know, like you said, with with the wedding vows that you want to make sure they're very genuine and real, but then if they're not followed with action, then they're right. just going to be They're just going to be fluffy words. words. We're right. going to be in a pretty dress yeah. with flowers. Who the heck cares right. about all that? Let's like really get down to why are we are here? What are we promising? Right. And how does that look like as a daily practice? Exactly. And so similarly with hashtag America, yes. and we, you guys can tell us about the title and where that comes from, but making sure things don't just start with words and end with words of just saying right. an empty you know, kind remark, right. but if you can do something about it to do something about it. So maybe you could tell us even that, that title, so that title, America. Yeah. As we were sort of, you know, I, I was looking at the body of the work and all the songs and the, the constant theme of it all. Um, and the idea of hashtag, the hashtag itself, it's mm -hmm. a very digital language, mm -hmm. right? You see a hashtag when you're looking through your feed and hashtags are a way to sort of categorize topics. Mm -hmm. So you, when you see a hashtag about, I don't know, hashtag makeup, you see whatever it is on that subject, you hashtag this subject matter. And it's a way to sort of categorize. I mean, when you click on those things, like, okay, I, I'm going to find out all I need to know about, you know, flowers and blah, blah, blah. So it's a way to categorize, but I think it's a, it's, it's a, and it's a way to bring about the same uh, points of view on mm -hmm. a subject matter. And the idea is to, you know, find those same uh, like-minded people, but at the same time, in that subject matter, but I, I, fi I find it's a way, it's becoming a way that's dividing us. Mm -hmm. um, so when you look at the actual title, the way it's been structured, it's hash, and the word itself, hash, is defined by, you know, to come to an agreement mm -hmm. after a vigorous discussion right let's and hash things out let's yeah hash things out mm -hmm. and that's what we're constantly doing now you see it in our news feeds like there's one side there's this side but what is it that's connecting us how can we find civility in in this this subject matter and how can we find common ground mm -hmm. so we can move forward from that so that's why i wanted hash to be highlighted and as you can see um Tag is in parentheses again to just sort of play on that word hash hashtag mm -hmm. America and in the title you can see that the I in America is upside down, sort of signifying as an exclamation point like this is urgent. Mm -hmm. We need to talk mm -hmm. about this right now. And if you look at the way the word is even stacked, um, the hash into tag. Um, and if you look at where I is, you know, it, you can kind of subliminally see that it's S-H-I-T. Like, mm. we are S-H-I-T deep in uh -huh. this. Uh -huh. Let's let's talk about it. And then it's even kind of tilted, you know, like, we're a little off. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. So that's kind of how it came about. So, yeah. uh, and when I brought it up to Anthony, he was like, that's, I think that's the title. Because that, that's one of the hardest things as, as creating a show is finding that title that's mm -hmm. going to stick. So I just felt like that really sort of covered a lot of what we, you know, were talking about as far as just uh, dividing subject matters, but coming together to to figure out what it is we want to uh, uh, agree upon. Um, and then when when I tested it out or just asked different people from different generations, even they saw different things in the title. So when mm -hmm. I mentioned it to like a baby boomer, our friend saw the word hash he was like oh you mean like weed <laughs> <laughs> you 
you know, and then I, I showed it to another friend of mine who's a millennial, and she saw the word tag, and she's like, oh, that's like street art, like, you know, tagging oh, a building. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, to yeah. add, you know, everyone's... Right. Or, you know, I saw tag, and I thought, when it says hashtag America, it's like, tag America, you're it. Like, you need to mm. do something about yeah, it now, sure. you know? Yeah, And then I, you know, I showed other people, and they, they, they saw the S-H-I-T word, They're like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's what they see. Mm-hmm. And then they other people see the exclamation point and they're like, oh, that's cool. So, right. you know, I, I just thought it was all visually very, um, it's open for interpretation and it's all there. And that's what we dissect. are. There's a lot to uh, dissect in the title, which, yeah. which makes it makes people ask questions. And that's what we mm-hmm. want. We want people to ask questions. Let's hash it out. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, that that is interesting. And also just that it's, like you said, a hashtag. And for me, again, what I took from it was this just sending out a tweet or a post and thinking that's it and the the problem is solved or that's all you need to do and realizing that it, it takes action. We need to do something about it. And so we're at another commercial break. And I think after the break, maybe, Anthony, you could tell us even more about your own inspiration. I know your son was a big part of that, too, in, in writing this and how it all came together. And I think what we'll do is after the next segment, we'll do the, the ticket giveaway. So, again, if you're in the Los Angeles area, Monday, November 18th at 8.30 p.m. at the Catalina Jazz Club. You can go check out hashtag America. Um, Also, if you're looking for tickets, hashtag americamusical.com. So that's all written out, H-A-S-H-T-A-G, and then americamusical.com for tickets. But we'll do that ticket giveaway pretty soon. But we'll keep talking about hashtag America. You're listening to In Session with Dr. Fadi Delacqui. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm joined again by Shidon, uh, Anthony, and Jennifer from Hashtag America, the docu-musical. And so we've already heard um, Bless Our Home, which was the the rewrite of the national anthem with new lyrics. But we do want to hear some other songs. I mean, it is a musical. Um, so, Anthony, maybe what's what's another song that we can hear from, from the, the musical today? Okay, so right after Bless Our Home, we go right into the song. This next song is called We All Come From Somewhere. And when I was writing this song, again, I was really trying to highlight that the true definition to me of being an American is coming from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Because unless you're Native American, we're all immigrants here. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the beauty of it. So um, I felt when I was writing this song, I just wanted to remind everybody about the humility of being an American and the privilege of being an American because we all come from somewhere. So Yeah, let's yes. let's listen to that. So this is We All Come From Somewhere from Hashtag America. It makes me laugh, but not in a funny way. When I hear some people pump pump that chest and say You're not American. I guess that ignorance is the remedy To the ugly truth, to the biggest irony This was never our land Please understand We all come from somewhere, from somewhere Just trying to get somewhere, get somewhere Beautiful and complicated, rainbow of different faces We all come from somewhere, from somewhere Somewhere, somewhere, love builds a better nation. Stop hating discrimination. 
trust and tear all the walls apart. Lin Manuel has said that love is love. Let's take a stand, unite for our future cause. We're all American. Together we can. We all come from somewhere, from somewhere. So that was We All Come From Somewhere from Hashtag America. And maybe this is a good time to do our ticket giveaway. So again, if you're in the Los Angeles area and you can make it Monday, November 18th, 8.30 p.m. at the Catalina Jazz Club. If you call in now, 310-441-0555. The first caller who also has a question for uh, the, our guests here tonight will, or today will win tickets. Two tickets, I believe. Right, Chidan? Correct. Yes. Two tickets to to see the concert performance of Hashtag America. So call in now, 310. Can I also, yes. sorry, add that uh, the tickets are courtesy of Chris Isaacson uh, Productions, who are very generously sponsoring this event. Cool. So Chris Isaacson, thank you, and uh, there's a pair of tickets being offered to okay, your listeners. Great. great, so anyone call in now, 310-441-0555. Uh, is waiting for you on the phone. She'll be ready for you. So uh, that song, We All Come From Somewhere, and... Uh, I think that's great because you were saying, I think that's obviously what part of what makes America great is this kind of, we call it melting pot or different words of all these different people. But I've, I've thought about this recently because people talk about their heritage, which I think is good. We get in touch with understanding that where I think we get into trouble is when people start to compare and compete with their past or their heritage. So what I've seen, even with Iranians, they'll say Persians, oh, we had one of the largest empires and Cyrus the Great and this. And so it's not just in celebrating their past, but saying because of our past, we are better than others. So that makes us better than. And I think that's where's the problem. And it's just like you guys have a, a beautiful son and your six-year-old son. To you guys, that's your son and you guys love him to death and that's beautiful. But it doesn't mean you say your son has to be better than other kids. But you're saying he's our son and that's why we love him. So I think we can love our past and our ancestors the same way we can love a child where we love them, but we don't try to compare them with one another. So we all come from somewhere, but your somewhere is not better or worse than my somewhere. But in understanding ourselves, 
we might get in touch with something. But then at the end, recognizing the equality, I think, is so, so important. It's so simple. Yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah, a lot of, I think, important <laughs> concepts are simple it's but so, hard to, and, you know, implement. You know I, simple. This is something that I'd like to mention. The, the inspiration for Hashtag America for me was our son. Mm-hmm. And every time I watch him play on a playground, you know, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll go and, and we'll have a good time. And he'll make friends with a complete stranger, like yeah. new kid. He doesn't care if this kid is white, black you know tall skinny mm-hmm. whatever it's 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 all about just hey are you a good person do you want to play do you want to be friends now i understand yeah. it's a lot more nuanced than sure. you know for us as adults but if it is that that it is really that simple if we allow it to be so one of the other things that i'm that i'm trying to push for with this show is if we can just as adults as jaded you know <laughs> flawed adults that we are if we can just go back to the simplicity with which our kids up op- the innocence mm-hmm. and the simplicity with which our children operate from we can be better yeah as yeah. as as individuals as as a society as a whole we can be better absolutely so to to your point it is that simple, it's simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's simple but sometimes this you know most solutions are simple but they could be hard to implement like you know to, even in our lives it's like very easy to tell someone just do this and it, it's hard right, but right. i think a lot of times it it is a simple um explanation and and hopefully people so i see that simplicity through the art which is and speaking of the the simplicity part but speaking of the diversity and the talented part the cast is very talented uh as uh, she alluded to and i think the first segment that we have a great cast for hashtag america that will be performing uh, Monday, November 18th. So, uh, Anthony, maybe you can tell us a bit about the cast. Yes. Yeah, so for this LA, uh, this is, this would be our second stage presentation because oh, okay. we, we had our first stage presentation in New York at, at green room 42. And, uh, so this is our second stage presentation and we have an amazing cast that we put together. We're going to have Issa Briones. Uh, we're going to have Kyle Carter, Eden Espinosa, uh, Christina Saju and Heath Saunders, um, I mean, Jen, what are, like if you want to add anything to that? I mean, there we have. It was really important for us uh, to have a very diverse cast. Mm-hmm. So you know, with with uh, Kyle Carter, first off, who is who also has written additional lyrics. He's an African American, um, and his mother is white, so he is biracial. He's currently on tour with The Lion King, um, and he's a. a amazing slam poetry artist as well. And, and I met him doing um, a show in Seattle. Um, we did In the Heights together. Uh, shout out to Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's do, in the middle of like, filming the movie, right? Anyway. Uh, Theater so, Hamilton. Yes, and <laughs> Hamilton, you might have heard of him. Uh, and then we have Issa Briones, who is the daughter of, um, back to Miss Saigon days, uh, where Shadon and I met. Her father uh, and I did... Uh, Miss Saigon together. Uh, he played the engineer, and Isa is of Filipino American descent, mm-hmm. and uh, her mother is uh, Caucasian. Uh, and she's also uh, going to be in the new Star Trek Picard series. Oh, very cool. So, very talented. And she was also on the Hamilton tour. We also have Eden Espinosa, who uh, grew up here in the Los Angeles area, and I believe her background is she's uh, Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's Mexican American, right? Very, I'm a huge fan of Eden's. Um, I saw her in Wicked, um, the musical on Broadway. And, uh, of course, we have uh, Christina Saju, 
who's also an African-American uh, musical theater uh, Broadway actress. Um, her credits run from a SpongeBob SquarePants on Broadway to <laughs> she did American Idiot. Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Jesus the Christ life, Superstar. And also Heath Saunders, who also did Jesus Christ Superstar, the live Fox um, television presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Heath Saunders. And then, of course, Anthony. So I was, when we were casting, I was very, very uh, adamant about getting a very, you know, diverse and accurate mm -hmm. uh, cast. Yep. So we re represent all points of view. Did you have something to add, Shadon? Yes. No, I'm just being the director. I'm like throwing things out there and <laughs> yeah, but the, messing the, things up. The goal with this show and when we cast for this show, the goal is for us to have the voices and the faces of what America is, what mm -hmm. America is going to be, you know, what it should be, mm -hmm. uh, in my opinion. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about the show. Yeah. It's a... Well, I think, you know, it's great. We I think we already, people calling in, we already, I think, got our winner oh, uh, for the tickets. So, and then what I think Yay. we'll just, we'll, we'll get their question maybe after after the break, we'll get to ask them. But yeah, the cast seems very talented, which, of course, uh, you know, I wouldn't expect less because I know she's always working on some amazing projects, but you guys have put together a great cast for the show. And I, I really hope people will come check it out if they're in LA. Um, I'll be there slightly late because I'll be finishing up my show here in the studio at 9 p.m., but then heading over there to the Catalina we'll Jazz Club. We'll hold the curtain Club. just for you. <laughs> yes, yeah. hold it for me. <laughs> and actually, related to uh, the tickets, actually, she told me that there is a code. So if they go to, if you go to hashtag americamusical.com, the code is hashtag spelled yeah, out. Yeah, so if they go to the tickets link and if they put in the code hashtag um, the your listeners will get a special discount. Okay. It says hashtag is H A S H T A G. Yes. So go to hashtag America Musical, all spelled out, uh, dot com, and uh, type in hashtag as the code. You'll get twenty percent. Oh, maybe I was supposed to say them exactly. No, that's enough. good. Yeah, I think it's twenty percent off. Yeah. Tickets are uh, twenty five dollars. So <laughs> yeah, but come to that's the Ch Catalina Jazz Club, Monday, November eighteenth at eight thirty p.m. Um, and so I think after the break we can talk even more about some of the songs and we're going to play i think one or two more songs as well which i think is really cool that people get to to check those out and hear them um but i hope I'll, we'll see them there and also we'll talk a bit about people who are listening not in los angeles and how maybe they can be involved or how they can support the projects i think a lot of people will will resonate with that so let's take another commercial break we're talking about hashtag america the docu-musical you're listening to in session with dr fatty delacqui we'll be right back Okay, hi. Well, welcome back. Um, we are here with Shidan, Anthony, and Jennifer, all from Hashtag America, the docu-musical. And we already got our winner for the tickets, so people, we got some few calls after that. But um, thank you for your calls and your interest. But again, if you didn't get the tickets or win the tickets, you can still get your tickets at HashtagAmericaMusical.com and use the code Hashtag to get a 20% uh, discount on tickets for Monday, November 18th at 8.30 p.m. at the Catalina, Catalina Jazz Club. Now, Anthony, we wanted to maybe play a few more songs um, from the musical. So what's the next one you want us to check out? Well, this song is actually not in the show, but oh, okay. the reason I wanted to share this song is because the, you know, the, the beginning steps of this project 
stemmed from this song. And um, shortly um, after the, um, you know, after the 2016 election, I, I just felt that there was a, there was, a, I felt the pulse of, of the country. And I want to, if you ever seen the movie Avatar, Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm like one of those Navi people <laughs> where I'm like connected to the earth and I feel everybody's like, I just, I feel it in my bones. I, mm-hmm. I just, I feel I'm hypersensitive to energies. Um, so one of my, one of my good friends, Ray Zaragoza, shout out to her. She's been, she's been a huge inspiration for me because she is, um, you know, one of the prominent voices in the Native American community and she uses her platform, her art and her activism to really bring attention to a lot of the issues that have been facing our country. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ray and I have been collaborating for quite some time. And, and shortly after the election, I mean, she was uh, really heartbroken and, and distraught. And I just, I I forced her to have a writing session with me. And she, I was lucky enough that, you know, she was also our neighbor, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. at the time. And and I said, I'm like, Ray, we're going we're gonna to write right now. We just, we have to because that's what we do. And I promise you, I don't know what's going to come out on the other end, but you're, you know, you're going to feel a little bit of relief when we're done. So we wrote this song called Sun Will Rise. Mm-hmm. And surely enough, when we finished, you know, there was a sense of relief uh, on her face and also my face. And we just, we just felt like, okay, things will be okay. You know, mm-hmm. this is, this is, this is, we're going to have to go through this, but eventually, you know, we'll, we'll get back a tra- on track at some point. So this song inspired what, what where this project really is now i would say so very cool yeah without so, any further ado yeah let's <laughs> check it out this is sun will rise the sun will rise so once again it's not in the show um but this is where it all started okay let's hear it.
So, um, you know, you were talking a bit about like that song and what really inspired writing it was it almost sounded like kind of to make an art therapy session. I mean, that's obviously the psychologist in me speaking, but that you saw that a friend was in pain and you didn't want her to just hold it in. You thought art would be a good way for her to express that. And you don't have to be an artist on a professional level as some of my guests are today. You know, art can help anyone release feelings and people art therapy really does work not just for kids but even for adults just a way to express something because sometimes yeah. words are obviously the ways we communicate the most but a lot of times when it comes to feelings and emotions it's hard to put it into words and sometimes the art can tap into it better than the words we can come up with and so um i think that's really interesting that you said she had that experience afterwards it seemed like maybe it wasn't like the problem went away but she felt a little bit better about the feelings that were inside of her yeah and so it helped her uh to, to kind of get that out i don't know if she's done you had some thoughts about that that you want to add or no that was not but i mean i'm so grateful that you're mentioning the arts um, yeah um i think the arts traditionally have uh, been under um revered perhaps yeah. or underappreciated mm -hmm. Um, as a vocation, as a career choice, and um, as a Persian by birth, mm -hmm. um, I'm really proud that, to see so many young Persians uh, pursuing the arts. And it's great to see so many film and television credits when you see all these Persian names. Yeah. So for, for me, this has been a revolution and, and something to celebrate. And I see uh, the arts as a spiritual ladder. Um, I'm so about the world of the spirit and i really hope that in the new world we can go inwards and recognize it, our innate oneness as a human race and i think the arts play such a significant role mm -hmm. in allowing the human soul to be elevated and inspired um, so yeah i think art and storytelling are yeah. the greatest connections that we have right now as a culture and this is the reason we're doing these projects. It's about the conversations. And through the conversations, we get to hear our own individual stories mm -hmm. and then find the connections. Absolutely. And then be able to relate and understand and go beyond yeah. the fears and the stereotypes. Yeah, and you talked about the kind of underappreciated aspect of arts. And I think that's so unfortunate. Even when we yeah. look at education, arts are kind of seen as this like extra. It's like, okay, we have to do this stuff, which is like math and writing and reading and history. Then if we have time, we'll talk about arts you know where right. it's like not realizing how much like you're saying it's part of who we are you see it in every culture i mean art is so important but yeah. we see it as the secondary thing unfortunately and 
definitely as an Iranian, I could say I've seen it so many times where people have an artistic, you know, pull and they want to be an artist, but because of the stigma that's attached to being an artist in our culture, they feel like they can't be. So it's something you do on the side for a lot yeah. of people. Right. So, you know, there's like this kind of joke of, okay, become a doctor, have lots of money, then paint, you know, have a big room and paint all you want on the side, but don't be a painter, you know? It's true. It's true even for the oh, Filip- sure, yeah. Filipino-American uh-huh. culture that, mm. that it's pursuing this as a profession as sort of art as a luxury yes as opposed to a serious stable job you yeah, know my parents right. like become a lawyer and accountant if they had it their <laughs> way but <laughs> but it's art is such a great connector mm-hmm. of humanity and it is it's unfortunate that it is sort of brushed aside you yeah. know we just we just participated in a in a community um choral concert this weekend and we sang with this children's chorus. And I just struck up a conversation with this little eight-year-old girl. And she was telling me uh, that, you know, she her, um, she enjoys music, but that she doesn't have music in her school because it was, the funding was cut. Mm. So this is what she does as mm. an extracurricular activity is to do this community uh, choir group. And it just that just broke my heart that, yeah. oh, yeah. And she just said it so matter-of-factly, like, yeah, I really like music, but they don't have music class in my school anymore. They just mm-hmm. cut the funding. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, and I think that's it's so sad because I think you know when we look at education. It's like we think of it as a way of like filling up kids with the important stuff, but really what it should be about it. Even the root word of education comes from a word meaning like to bring what's already within out, mm-hmm, and that's what mm-hmm. education is should be about. And so rather than developing the whole child, we just think of like this knowledge part or whatever we think of as information, which isn't as important as helping them develop. And even for me socially emotionally and there is a movement towards that which i think is good like kind of quote-unquote emotional intelligence being incorporated into schools but we're realizing we're missing a lot when we think that by having education it's just about filling them with some knowledge and not allowing them to expand who they are as a person and develop that in 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 different regards including the arts absolutely Mm -hmm. i think is critical to that and you know and this is going back to the whole question of the pursuit of happiness. Yes. That I think that this is one of the things that we're also exploring in the show. What is the pursuit of happiness? What is happiness? Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, happiness is, is being, yes, of course you, you know, you need to be well-educated and, and you you want to have a way of supporting your family. And I'm not saying that everybody needs to go and jump into the arts and become an artist. But it's about really identifying what you were saying, identifying, bringing out what's within and identifying mm-hmm who you are and 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 really becoming aligned with that and running with that so you know i mean i even just just looking at our son julian and just seeing the way he is now at six years old i truly believe that a big reason why he is the way he is is because he gets to grow up in the arts and Mm -hmm. now do we know even though i mean he's he's a quite a performer i mean we (laughs) we get a show pretty much every night and and you know but it, will he end up being, you know, on stage? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And we, the th- but the thing that we we always tell him, we always say, buddy, find something that you love, and we'll we'll support you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, art mm-hmm. is just a great way for us because this is what we were born to do, mm-hmm. and and we were able to get to this point where we can can make a living doing what we love and being who we are. Now, is it easy? Absolutely not. And I do understand the other side of that argument is because it's extremely unstable and you go through your highs and your lows and it's definitely not for everybody. But I think the pursuit of happiness is should be about 
understanding what makes you happy mm-hmm. and how can you align what makes you happy and what you're good at you know and to to make a living and to also not just for yourself but also better your community and, and yeah. people around yeah and you know, even like what you're saying the instability and that's kind of like this uh well, not really cliche because there's truth to it of being an artist and i think some of that also reflects what what Shidana was alluding to that we we underappreciate art so i think that contributes and i'm not an economist to to understand how that all plays out but because we don't appreciate artists the same way you might appreciate other fields they don't get paid as comfortably or as easily as as other professions might so you're right it's still a reality that it's not as stable to be an artist but i think that reflects how we still view art as not as important as other things which is one of the greatest injustices just because as you said and as your vocation is you're a healer the arts is the greatest healing Mm -hmm. medicine Mm -hmm. we pay all the money and i'm not separating i'm not distinguishing but i'm just saying it's important to recognize yeah. um, the, the, the gifts that we mm-hmm. all have and to understand. And it's really great because what Jen said about you know, her culture and um, what I said about my culture, um, our cultures are actually well known for the great art that they've created. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I can speak from her experience a lot of, and I'm going to take Miss Saigon as an example. Um, Miss Saigon has single-handedly uh, been one of the greatest employers of so many artists of Asian descent. Um, and many of them are the phenomenally talented Filipinos, mm-hmm. Jennifer Paz being one of them, uh, Leia Salonga, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and with Persians, I mean, look at our carpet industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, carpet is art. Mm-hmm. Those weaving, you know, are poets, yeah. you know, are architects, et cetera, et cetera. So, and we're all important, whether we're artists, doctors, engineers, we all serve a purpose. Yeah. And it's true. I think we all need to be truthful to our calling. And it requires filtering out what the perceptions or the stereotypes are again, but listening to your heart and soul and understanding that mm-hmm. whatever gift has been given to you perhaps is what is meant for you to right. contribute to society. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, cut all the other voices out. Go inwards. Listen to the voice that's in your heart and be truthful mm-hmm. to that. And I think that's how we can build a perfect world. Absolutely. We have to get, and, and the first step is we have to give people that space to listen to that voice, exactly. which it seems like Anthony and Jennifer are trying to do with their son of saying, yeah. listen to that voice to say what you want to do. Yeah. But most people in most cultures, like mm. know, my culture, she or the Persian culture, they get that. They, they don't get told to listen to that voice. They say, listen to our voice telling mm-hmm. you these are the good professions, yeah. these are the ones you're supposed to do. Yeah. Don't listen to that. So, yeah, it's not we're saying that everyone should obviously become an artist, but no. that everyone should be given that space to to do what they want to do, to find what that kind of calling or whatever you want exactly. to call it is. Yeah. And I think it's funny what you're, what you're saying to me because Persians, for example, are they talk about Hafez and they, like they're mm. gods, right? They don't mm-hmm. talk about the, they're the most, but then if you yes. now want to become an artist, like what are you thinking? Like what's yes. wrong with you? So mm. it's funny to in one way yeah. venerate and celebrate artists in this way of like yeah. larger than life. But yeah. then if someone wants to be an artist now, it's almost looked down upon. Yeah. It's an interesting way of looking yeah. at things, but yeah. you see that a lot in a lot of cultures, but for Persians, you see that very yeah. strongly where artists are admired in some way, but then in, yeah. if you want to be one now, yeah. Don't even mm-hmm. think about it. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at the time. We're actually at the, the last uh, commercial break. And the next time we might get to hear at least one more song from Hashtag America, which is why Shidan, Anthony, and Jennifer are here to talk about. Um, and again, if you're looking for tickets, you're in the Los Angeles area, Monday, November 18th at 8.30 p.m. at the Catalina Jazz Club. You can go to hashtagamericamusical.com. And if you type in the code hashtag, you can get a 20% discount on tickets. Hope to see you there. Uh, let's go into our last commercial break. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back. Again, I'm joined by Shidan, Anthony, and Jennifer, all from Hashtag America, the docu-musical. And, you know, Shidan, before the break in the last segment, we were talking about arts and how they can be underappreciated and don't always get the support they need. And I wanted to give you a chance to maybe tell people how they can get involved in supporting a project like Hashtag America. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I mean, we were talking about how uh, perhaps underrepresented and underfunded artists are. A project like this um, really sees no boundaries in terms of who it's reaching out to. We may have talked about issues that you know we all may not feel aligned with, mm-hmm. but I think the importance of this project is to say, listen, all points of view are accepted, and unless we really listen to one another, we won't appreciate where each one of us is coming from. Mm-hmm. And then to be able to make those connections and to tell the stories from which these connections can be made, um, we need to have, you know, some kind of uh, budget so that the the physical production uh, can be conceived and realized. Um, so this is a shameless but humble way of asking um, that we are very much seeking investors. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a project of unity. Um, and... We are hoping to take this not only around the country, but around the world. And um, please, if, if you can contact us, if you're interested in, in um, helping us uh, with any kind of um, donations or investments uh, and being perhaps a producer um, and having your name above the title, um, you can go to um, hashtag – and I've just gone blank. This is a bad producer. Hashtag, hashtag America Musical all spelled out, hashtagamericamusical.com. And then uh, you can just scroll to the bottom of the page, and there's a a contact us email, and uh, just shoot us a message. Yeah, and and the contact email is worldcitizencasting at gmail.com. And this whole concept of world citizenship is really, I think, the vision for a future where we just don't look at, you know, borders and boundaries, but we look at our world as one country. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so... We would love to hear from you, and if you have any questions, if you want this show to come to your city, to your country, um, if you are interested in helping us with donations or becoming a producer and investing, um, we are all heirs. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, and I think, you know, your work, she and I know, does talk a lot about diversity, talk about uh, looking at the world as one country, even me, the other, the documentary that uh, I wanted to have you on before that, but we couldn't figure yeah. out the timing with that um, that you were working on also is about diversity and, and hearing stories through the people's voices who are experiencing those stories. I know we are in the last segment. I want to give time to talk about this, but can you give it just maybe a minute or two about that documentary? I know yeah, that's a sure. lot of pressure in a short time. but No, I mean, the documentary was exactly, and I've always, I always said to Anthony, it's me, the other, me, the other, if it was a musical, mm-hmm. would be hashtag America. But, but, but really with the stories of me, the other, uh, are, are uh, 12 students from very diverse, diverse backgrounds from three different campuses in Washtenaw County, Michigan. And the focus is uh, to tell stories of, you know, people who are uh, labeled as others mm-hmm. in our society. Mm-hmm. And the whole shift um, is from otherness to oneness, to, to understand that through listening to, to each other's stories, we will find that place where we can make those connections. Hashtag America does the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we've been really lucky that this film is being uh, booked by schools and colleges and libraries around the country and the world. And um, 
it has quite a wonderful life of just not only telling stories, but then allowing the audiences to have conversations and tell their own stories. And this is where, you know, um, we can, I think, connect with, with our oneness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And so where can people get information on that? Me, the other. Yeah, me, the other film. Uh, dot com. Okay, great. Yeah, check that out. Um, I, yeah, once we hear people's stories, we see things very differently. And, yeah. and I think it's hard to see people as an other yeah. once we get to really know them. But it's yeah. only when they're far away that they can stay in that otherness. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's what allows for us to treat people poorly, to not care about what's going on for them, to right. think that they deserve the treatment or maltreatment that they're going through. But once we see that humanity in them, I think it becomes almost impossible for people to deny that they deserve better than whatever right. it is they're going through. Right. And America is a very diverse uh, nation, which is part of what makes it so strong. And I think that's also a big thing that's celebrated in hashtag America is the, the diversity. Um, and so we just have a few more minutes. And I don't know, Anthony, if you want to talk a bit more about your own inspiration. I know that Julian was a big inspiration in in that, um, in writing and, and creating hashtag America. So I don't know if you wanted to share what really inspired you to, to make this happen. Well, as I mentioned before, our son. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it, it's about our son. It's about his generation, you know, growing up in a better place than where it currently is now. You know, um, I, I want to help. I want to serve and use my platform to bring meaningful change. Um, I'm not naive enough to think that we're going to get to a place where everything's going to be perfect. Um, but I just, like I said, I want to make the most of my lifetime here. Mm-hmm. And um, I am hoping that this show will sprinkle more good into a world of, you know, not so good. <laughs> or a world that needs it. And I a think, world yeah, that needs it, yeah. And, you know, uh, one thing that happens, and even they study this in research of, when a problem sometimes seems too big, it makes people not want to do anything because they feel like they can't solve the problem. But we're all just doing our part in contributing to making things better. But if we put the pressure on ourselves that either I have to fix racism or I have to fix America myself, right. then you won't do anything. But if you just think, okay, as you said, Anthony, I want to do my part my while part. I'm here, that's all you can do. Yeah, that's a great segue, actually, into the last song we'll be introducing. Uh, there's a lyric in there that says, you know, it always starts with what we teach at yeah. home. Yes. Mm. And that's a lyric in Calling on You, which we're going to play shortly. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that my our big why is our son, Julian. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, we're trying to make it better for ourselves, but for the, the future generations. And I think, uh, Shizan, you wanted to mention someone who's also helped out. Didn't mean to, to segue out of that, but sure. who's helped and will be there the, the night on November 18th. I mean, one of the reasons we're doing this here in Los Angeles is that um, Hashtag America is not only a musical on stage, but there'll be a documentary um, film that will follow uh, the making of the musical. And it goes around America speaking with the Americans. And um, to get the support of the industry, um, in Hollywood specifically, we've been very lucky. We have a bunch of celebrities coming out. um, And I had the honor of reconnecting with a dear old friend of mine who's become quite the star, uh, by the name of Rain Wilson, who stars um, in the series The Office. Mm-hmm. He played the iconic Dwight character. <laughs> um, and uh, Rain will introduce the show. Uh, we'll have other celebrities and a lot of industry folk. And, um, yeah, so um, it'll be a fun, exciting night. Yes. And uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, and hoping to see you guys out there, especially anyone in the L.A. area again, November 18th. 
at the Catalina Jazz Club. Go to hashtag americamusical.com and enter the code hashtag for discounts on tickets. But let's hear another song. This is Calling on You, right, Anthony? Can you maybe give a, a quick blur before we, we play this for the listeners? Yeah, so this is Calling on You, and I think this is one of the most fundamental things that the show talks about, which is you know taking responsibility. This is a call to action uh, to us individually and collectively because, again, we can't complain about the government or anybody else if we wake up and we don't love ourselves, if we don't treat our friends and family a certain way. And and this, so this is really, it starts, everything starts at home. Mm-hmm. Our kids, they, they, they take what they see at home and they take it out into the world. And this song is really about that, hey, I'm calling on you, calling on me, calling on you, calling on us all. You know, just hear this call and let's mm-hmm. do this together. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's listen to it. So this is Calling on You from Hashtag America. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but you need to listen up because this will take a second. I think it's time to make a little bit more effort. You and me, society, whoa, I'm getting sick and tired of all the news on TV. Instead of taking lives, we need to take it easy. Cause we don't have a lamp with a magic genie. It's up to us to make the change. Cause in the end, think who takes the fall. It always starts with what we teach at home. I'm calling on you to stand up if like me you're tired of violence and hypocrisy. Take my own responsibility I'm calling on religions Politicians reevaluate your visions To practice of humanity I'm calling on you I'm calling on me But will you hear my call? I'm calling If every race was equal, if love was colorblind, pure and simple, and though we're making strides, so much more to be done. Like the king, I have a dream. Gay or straight, why does it even have to matter? Let's stop the hate and finally accept each other before we lose another son or daughter. Words can make or break a life. I said there's no debate in this at all. We cannot fail the next generation Cause if they fall, we all fall I'm calling on you ooh, To stand up and flee You're tired of violence and hypocrisy I'm calling on me To step up, check myself And take my own responsibility I'm calling on religions, politicians Reevaluate your visions To practice of humanity I'm calling on you I'm calling on me But will you hear my call?
that was Calling on You from Hashtag America, which, again, if you're in the Los Angeles area, you should definitely go check it out. Monday, November 18th at 8.30 p.m. at the Catalina Jazz Club. If you want tickets, go to hashtagamericamusical.com. Enter the code hashtag and you'll get a discount there. Um, but I want to say a big thank you to my guests and give them a chance to kind of say if any final words that they had about the show. But Shidan Majidi, who is co-director and co-producer of the show, Anthony Fedorov, who uh, created and wrote it, and also Jennifer Paz, who was the co-conceiver and associate producer. Thank you guys so much for, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having us. It's yeah, been so incredible being able to just hash things out here and <laughs> talk about No our pun show. intended, yeah. <laughs> and you're amazing, Dr. Fetty. We're oh, so impressed with you. That's and I, my I pleasure. Also, mention we yeah. miss our my co, um, the gracious David Armstrong, um, who's the co producer, co director. Um, but rehearsals are going to start soon, and we're going to see him soon. And then the cast members. Yeah, I, I mean, big shout out again to, um, to Irene Espinosa, Isa Briones. Kyle Carter, Christina Saju, Heath Saunders. Uh, you know, it's going to be an incredible cast. And I also uh, would like to add that uh, we're going to be very, very fortunate to uh, to have AJ Raphael, uh, who's a very, very talented uh, singer-songwriter and musician. He's going to be our musical director for this presentation. And also, uh, we're going to be exploring some uh, some possible some movement. On stage, very minimal because we're you know this is going to be presented as a stage concert, so mm -hmm. nobody's going to be off book. Uh, but we are going to try to experiment with some movement. And um, Jasmine Raphael is an incredibly, incredibly talented choreographer dancer. Um, she's going to be joining us. Um, so yeah, we're very, very lucky to have both AJ Raphael and Jasmine Raphael join us for this very presentation. Very cool, very nice. I'm I'm excited again. I'll be there a little bit late, but I will definitely be there, and I hope to see you there as well. Hashtag America. Go to hashtagamericamusical.com for tickets. Enter the code hashtag. Again, a big thank you to Shidan Majidi, Anthony Fedorov, and Jennifer Paz for joining me today. And thank you to Ghazala here in the studio. We had her on extra duties today. Yeah. Uh, you've been listening to In Session with Dr. Fadi Delaqui. Have a wonderful day.